We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The names Tyler, Ryan, and Kyle are all the same name to me. <laughs> They're all the same man, too, to be fair. <laughs> like, if I meet a Tyler, uh, I don't know. It, if I meet one guy with, like, a Y in his name, I will get it confused with every other boy's name with a Y in That's it. That's fair. I have always gotten Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day flip-flopped when I try to... I have three videos of my phone saved of me trying to say Valentine's Day yesterday and saying Thanksgiving by accident. <laughs> February and November are the same, and I can't explain how. <laughs> I uh, used to call bikinis penises <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, I want to wear my penis. That's what I would say. Yeah. I love that so much. I would. Yeah, it's oh, one God. of my mom's favorite stories to tell. <laughs> that and um, I used to what I used to ask if boys wiped. And my mom was always, I was very little. I was like four. And my mom was like, I'm not answering that fucking question. And so I went and asked my brother. And then I would just walk around the house and I would say... <laughs> Girls wipe, boys shake it. <laughs> That's what I would always say. Because my <laughs> asshole brother would teach me these things that I was too young to know, but he didn't care. And it made me a strong bitch. So I, I thank you, Matt. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. <laughs> I think you used to say 321. I think that that's why I've been so thrown off. I, I don't know. New I just, Year, New Countdown. I just listened to my heart. Well, and wow. it said 123. Huh. Well, Eyes oops. on me. I wonder what that means. <laughs> oh, God. Psychoanalyze that. And my, I was going to say, my favorite thing that you've ever told me that of re- recent, recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Amelia told me that her mom will come down when she's had a hard day and be like, do you want a mommy white claw? <laughs> and it's a white claw with vodka in it. It's the best thing in the world. And I think that name is perfect. A mommy white claw. It's we should open a bar. Y- yes. 
Oh, she and she like loads it up. She says that she doesn't, but she does. She like she comes downstairs. She knows when I'm having a bad day. She's like, "Do you want a white claw? Or do you want a mommy white claw?" <laughs> How does your mom know when you've had a bad day? Um, because I usually don't emerge at any point, or I emerge cursing about something. <laughs> That's how she knows. She's like, mm, it's, "It's time it's a for." Tough one. Is it a two vodka day or a three white vodka day. day? Yeah, it's really it's changed it's changed the game for me. Now when I drink white claws, I'm like I'm being good today because I don't put vodka in it. It's still <laughs> alcohol, Amelia. It's not it's not juice. <laughs> a cheat day is when you put vodka in your white claw. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to think of what I do when I have a bad day. Cry. I do cry I sometimes. Cry a lot too. Um. I feel like I just mostly become horizontal. I try and become part of my couch. That I, that feels like good self-care. Yeah. Just relaxing. Um, the other day on Instagram, someone like... So you know about like the Chris Harrison mm-hmm. uh, beef. Wild, yeah. So an account I follow um, just posted like a screenshot of his statement. And um, the comments under it, someone was just like criticizing Rachel Lindsay and I was like she did nothing (laughs) she she just was like hey are you gonna do something about what everyone is talking about and then Chris Harrison if you guys haven't don't watch The Bachelor and you don't care too bad um (laughs) but someone like was criticizing Rachel Lindsay and then I was like girl if you're racist just say that (laughs) fuck yeah and this girl said I was cyberbullying and then I was like she said cyberbullying isn't cool and then I was like no cyberbullying would be if I told you that you look like your parents are siblings <laughs> cyberbullying is not having an opposing opinion and calling someone out for perpetuating like racist Fuck rhetoric yeah, good for you I don't care fight me no I mean she's in the wrong like if you watch that interview Rachel didn't she no. just kind of let him talk himself into a hole yeah which is like <laughs> she didn't need to do anything he put himself there I absolutely hate and despise that like the bachelor franchise has put the entire responsibility of um like handling conversations around racism on rachel Lindsay. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah i don't know they're I, like oh sh- well we had our first black bachelorette uh and the problem solved now and she can continue the narrative mm-hmm. and then like I, I was very surprised. But if um, Katie is not the bachelorette, I will riot. Yep. I love her. I will st- she's from Renton. She's close to us. Yeah. She's the best. I know. I'm like, how is she in the same state and we have a cross I, I yeah, I know we should become her friends. Katie, if you're Katie, if you're listening. Or if somebody that knows her is listening, can you please have her call us yeah. and have, she can be We we can't give you any money, but if you want to be on the podcast let us know yeah you brought a dildo on the first night and yeah. that's something we would do i feel like <laughs> they, i think they gave it to her really i think so but whatever i don't know fuck yeah she owned we it we love a sex positive self-aware queen who doesn't she, let anyone mm-hmm. behave like a ruthless stupid mm-hmm. rude ass bitch she got buried for being the only adult there oh my god yeah <laughs> i was i remember seeing a tweet and it was like um they need to put katie on the payroll because she is working <laughs> she really was she really was She's like the therapist sort of i had a thought too i was like what if we have the same therapist oh my god because she lives here yeah damn katie be our friend oh my god we love you okay i have one qualm with matt 
one. Okay, what is it? He kisses with his eyes open exclusively. I don't think I've ever seen him close his eyes when he when he kisses people. I've seen a couple where his eyes are closed. Was he blinking? Because I haven't seen any. <laughs> Was it a long blink? Every time I see him kissing it, he's just like staring right down. I'm like, oh my God, I nobody's that cute that close up. Um, I wanted to have a conversation with you about simps because there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of chatter around simping recently mm-hmm. because I, there was something that came up on TikTok, but I was, I was reading the comments and, oh, it was one of my videos. Oh. <laughs> but I had a little hair flip someone in someone in the <laughs> one of my many simps <laughs> no 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 it wasn't one of my simps if you're was, listening simps you can simp for me too <laughs> <laughs> you have so many simps no i don't yes, oh my god <laughs> okay well i only need one and that's my cat <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i was expecting i know <laughs> that's my cat i want your i want your cats to be my simp my boyfriend did call gatsby my simp he that would that feels accurate he is a little bit of my simp um, anyways but on this guy's dating profile he was like saying he was basically saying like simps as a negative term and he was like oh well you know if men tell you exactly what you want to hear they're simps and all of these women were commenting like oh no a simp like they're they're acting like men being nice to us is something that we don't want and i feel like the culture around simping is shifting and i wanted to talk mm-hmm. to you about it because at first when simps first like hit the scene became like a mainstream convo i feel like it when was negative. that was like a year ago too i feel like when simps really became like mm-hmm a word yeah that people used in their day-to-day language yeah that's right you sent me a song yeah use a sim and i was in florida and that was the first time i had heard the word so it was a year ago um so i feel like initially a simp was kind of interpreted as like uh a reply guy so Mm -hmm. like now they would be considered a reply guy which is just like um a guy who replies to all of your your posts online and it's like step on me yeah and you like never respond and they just keep trying that's a <laughs> yeah, reply guy we, and that's we, what, that's what I, re- I respect a reply guy yeah we love it we i love have no issue guy. with reply guys i just like or um sometimes it crosses the line sometimes reply guys get creepy but when you're just they're just being nice when it's just being nice I don't fucking yeah care. when you're just like you know being friendly whatever yeah um and then a, a I feel like now simp is a term that incels use to try and, like, insult other men. Yeah. Who who are, like, self-aware and, like, defend women's rights. Yes. Yeah. Um, So that, I mean, there's that. And they're like, I hope she sees this bro. Yeah. Like, a guy could be like, don't rape women. And then some incels like, I hope she sees this bro. You're a fucking simp. It's so fucking stupid. I I am in full support of simping. If you can commit and just go balls to the wall on being into somebody and being respectful about how you reach out to them, sometimes it can yield positive results. I'm watching some Snow Hill drama happening behind you. Is that what I was just hearing? Yeah, I think so. Good lord. I live on a steep hill and there was a snowstorm in Seattle, and uh, people were sledding down my hill. That's so cute. It was adorable. This dad brought out um, like lawn furniture, and he set it up on the corner, and he was just drinking a beer on the corner watching his kids 
sled down there. That's phenomenal. Como 4 put together this like montage of people having fun in the snow. Uh-huh. And it was, I have to send it to you. It's Did so you do Seattle. anything in the snow? I walked to my mailbox. Okay. And then I thought maybe I was going to continue my walk and my hands were frozen and I was fucking miserable. And like, I was embarrassed about not having mail. And I'm like, I'm going to go retreat. <laughs> Um, I went sledding down a hill in my boyfriend's neighborhood. Fun. What did you use? Do you have a sled? Uh, no, I used, um, a plastic lid for, um, like this container. It doesn't need the lid. So that's why I used it. Cause I was like, well, it might break. Um, it did break, but I caught some sick air. <laughs> Fuck yeah. uh, we went to a park by his house and there was like a really steep hill. And then someone had built like a a jump at the end of it in the bottom and um he he didn't see that there was like a little launchy thing so i went down the hill i was stoked like both him and his roommate were there they were like trying to calculate like the best hill they could go down and i'm like are we fucking doing this or what (laughs) let's go pussies yeah (laughs) i turned into a bro i was like i need a white claw give me a four logo um (laughs) i don't even winter sport i'm ready to die (laughs) uh so i slid down on this plastic lid and i was like ah yeah and then um there was just like a lot of kids it started to get muddy so we went back to like the hill that they live on and i just i couldn't like i wasn't moving it wasn't because I was on a plastic lid. I'm not on, like, a sled or yeah, anything. Yeah. But since his roommate snowboards, he's like, do you want to use my snowboard and, like, try and go, like, sit on the snowboard? And they were, like, coaching me, like, maybe what I should do because it's probably going to go fast. And the, um, they're like, have your legs out so you can, like, stop if you need to, like, before you would go into a sign or something. And I went so fast on the snowboard. I could have oh. gone faster, but I was like, maybe a car will whip around and I don't want to die. I would, be too, I would be so scared. I See, that's the kind of shit. It was so fun. I'm Murphy's Law again. I would crack my skull all the way open doing that. Yeah. I know I would, but I'm so glad you had fun. I kind of wish I spent more time in the snow. I saw people eating like a... They're like, yeah, I made stuff out of snow cone. I made a snow cone. Snow is dirty. Yeah. Ew. I don't want to ruin their fun and be like, you might have... Um, a tapeworm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god don't eat snow guys did you find uh snow pants uh no i just used my boyfriend's and rolled them up <laughs> and then i also didn't have like mittens so i used his and they were like i don't know like two inches above my fingers oh, i already have were kind of small hands. yeah i was very warm that was the only the only thing i needed was to be warm mm-hmm accomplished. Yeah. I did want to talk about Valentine's Day, though. Mm-hmm. So this episode won't come out until, like, probably two weeks after Valentine's Day. Because yeah. we are ahead of the game on our recording. <laughs> You'll have to see it. Yep. But uh, I hate Valentine's Day. Not for reasons you would suspect. Um, I'm not like, eh, it's just, like, a commercialized holiday. Like, I do, like, kind of think that. But also I'm not, like throwing shade at people who are celebrating yeah. Valentine's Day by, like, being, you know, being yeah. into it. Do what you want to do. I am a lover of pink. Mm-hmm. I, when I, I remember being a kid, I'd be, be like, oh, yes, I'm such a girly girl. Everything is pink and red and hearts. Yes. Love that. Um, but I have two different stories about why I hate Valentine's Day. The first one happened when I was in fourth grade in Mr. Clayton's class. <gasps> and do we have a new enemy of the pod? 
Yeah, Mr. Clayton. Oh, fuck you, Mr. Clayton. Actually, he was really funny and, oh. like, a cool guy, but... Okay. I take it back. He... No, but also, like, low-key, like, fuck him a little okay, bit. Okay, fuck you, Mr. Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> um, he... So, there's this boy in my class. His name is Jordan. And, uh, like, Jordan told me, like, a few days before Valentine's Day that he had a crush on me. And I was in fourth grade... And I was like, I don't really, like, I know I like, I like boys, but like, also I just like, haven't gone through puberty. So, (laughs) so I don't know. It makes, the whole idea makes me nervous. Um, so, and I've always had crushes on people, (laughs) but I was like, I had to think about it. And I was like, Jordan's pretty cute. I guess I like him back. And then um, for Valentine's Day, on everyone's card, so on the girls' cards, I wrote, love, Elizabeth. And then on the boys' cards, I just wrote, from. But on Jordan's, (gasps) I wrote, love, Elizabeth. Oh, my God. What a move. And he told the entire class, including Mr. Clayton. And then Mr. Clayton came up to me, (gasps) and he said, I heard you wrote, love on jordan's card and i was like why would he do that i know why would he put you on blast like that i know what a cunt and then there was a girl jordan in the class too so i was like oh i must have thought it was the other jordan's card and and then that jordan was like but you wrote love on mine too i don't know and then (laughs) mr clayton laughed at me and you know what what a bitch now that I'm an adult and I am probably the age Mr. Clayton was, he probably was like, that's fucking cute that all of these kids are freaking out <laughs> that these kids have a crush on each other. I know, but like... But to expose yeah, me like that... I called you out. Mr. Clayton, I have anxiety <laughs> as a millennial. I have anxiety and you have been a pillar of it i hope that he i hope that he reflected on that moment after that i bet he never thought of it again (laughs) and i have thought about it into adulthood (laughs) there are teachers don't realize like there are things that they do that we think about into adulthood yeah i had a teacher that when i'm focused i don't know if you've ever seen me do this but i smell my hair when i'm focused and I never noticed that until my science teacher in sixth grade called me out in front of the whole class. He said, does your hair smell good? And everybody laughed. And it was in like the peak of my bullying. So I was like mortified. And I still think about it. It does not matter. It does not matter. But it still haunts me. <laughs> it, it, that's embarrassing being we, called out in front of a class. We had a teacher in our elementary school. <laughs> he was a fourth grade fucking teacher but if like a kid like did or said something stupid he would call them a burger flipper that would never fly today that's awful yeah <laughs> he'd be like you should get a a job application at burger king oh my god i, I could know. never the, the amount was of fucked up stress management you need to work at a fast food establishment he could never never fuck you whoever that man is do you know McDonald's was rated the most stressful job in America for I a few years in a row? Yeah. I do not doubt that. Mm-hmm. People are such fucking assholes they about really everything, yeah. especially when it comes to like their shitty fucking drive through food. Yeah. Like, you didn't get my order right. It's like, like okay. okay, well, this isn't exactly top quality food, K. 
Karen. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> back to elementary school teachers. This is a little bit of a veer off from the Valentine's Day trauma I've experienced. But uh, talking about teachers reminded me of um, when I was in elementary school, we had PE and then we had like a PE like student teacher. So he was like 22. Um, I remember his name, Mr. Fitzpatrick. And he, <laughs> they had like little microphones because uh, we'd go outside and they had little microphones clipped to their shirts and they'd like tell us what to do. And um, Mr. Fitzpatrick took the microphone off once and farted into it. Oh my God. <laughs> Which to this day is the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> Just farted, straight up farting into a microphone. <laughs> I love that. I bet he got reprimanded for doing that. No. No? The gym teacher, the the, the main gym teacher looked at him and started laughing. Oh my god. The I boys love that. were like dying and the girls were like, ew. I wonder what he's up to now. Probably married to like some hot lady. He's pretty cute. I always think about my teachers when I was growing up and how young they were and how hungover they must have been frequently in class because I, I have oh some friends God. that are teachers <laughs> and they're if always drunk. <laughs> my parents are teachers. I have friends who are teachers and no one goes harder than teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah god oh my god i had this teacher my third grade teacher's name was miss zinni she was a bombshell and she was 30 and she had never been married and i thought that that was appalling and now that i'm 27 and not even close i'm like god miss zinni i'm so sorry we gave her so much hell we were like you're like ancient you've never been married and now i'm 27 like i'm still a baby i'm so sorry you're 30 and you're not married i tried to find her recently. what is she a child bride (laughs) (laughs) oh god she was she was great though she used to do yoga with us good teachers really make a huge impact there was a my third grade math teacher was named mr mack and everybody had a crush on him. I had a Mr. Mac. You did? He was a band teacher and he was a stoner. Oh, yep. Huge stoner. I didn't learn anything about playing an instrument from him. And then I transferred schools. Um, But you still remember Mr. Mac? I do. My Mr. Mac used to... He's a little scary. You know the song (laughs) Cecilia by um, Simon and Garfunkel? Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. He used to sing that to me and say, Amelia. And I had the biggest crush on this man. And then there was a girl in our class named Cornelia. And he used to sing it to her, too. And I found out. And that was my first experience with heartbreak. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Mac. He ended up marrying a substitute teacher and had three of the most beautiful kids. I emailed him when I was in college. I'm like, you need to know how much of an impact you made on my life. Because he was a phenomenal teacher. And we emailed back and forth for a while, and then he sent me his wife's name, and I was like, I remember when they started dating in third grade. I was like, oh my god! Don't you ah. remember that, like, hot drama of, like, when you found out two teachers were dating? Uh-huh. Oh, such an exciting moment. Um, My parents met because they are both teachers, and my mom is, like, um, so they both, like, got hired at a school in, like, the bottom of texas is like right on the border and my mom knew spanish pretty well um and my dad didn't know any and my dad thought my mom was bilingual oh wow <laughs> she's definitely <laughs> she's new enough no. uh and then um they had to share a classroom so my mom taught english and history and my dad taught math and science and the kids would like tease them and say they were dating before they even were 
And my mom was like, my mom had a long distance boyfriend at the time. And she's like, yeah, your dad would try and like hold my hand under the table when we'd go out for happy hour. Like he was relentless, like in love with my mom. (laughs) And then uh, when she, when they got engaged, like the whole, it was a small school, I think. And the staff like had like an engagement party for them. And like my mom was like the school lunch is there. It was just like all these Mexican women making like this bomb ass food for school lunches Damn. she's like i've never had food that good <gasps> oh my so god oh. they like made all of this food and then um i think uh yeah they were still there i think they were still there when they got pregnant with me and they like had a party for them there cute yeah it's almost born in texas uh they moved when my mom was i think seven months pregnant i can't imagine moving one month pregnant. <laughs> I that I don't feels know. like a lot. Wow, mm-hmm. what a love story. Yeah, I love that. The kids Precious. must have loved it. They must have loved that drama. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. My dad's blatant flirting with my mom, which I can't even imagine now. My dad's a goofball now. Oh. Um, but back to my Valentine's Day trauma. Yes, go. Uh, so. Um, Amelia knows the history of shoe man and <laughs> yes, you know what? I don't blame you if you haven't listened to every fucking episode that we have. That's fair. So shoe man is like my, everyone has a terrible ex and he's mine. Um, and we knew each other for like 10 years, um, like high school and we dated again as adults. So he was like my high school sweetheart and we dated twice in high school. So the first time we dated, we were uh, 16, and it was, like, in February, and obviously. I remember, like, telling my mom, I was like, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, and I have this, like, boyfriend. Will you take me to the store so I can get stuff for him? And she was like, no, you have to do – I had a project due. She's like, you have to finish your project. And then the next day, he gave me all the shit for Valentine's Day. I got, like, a balloon, a stuffed bear, um, wow. some M&Ms. My favorite color is green, so he got me just the green M&Ms. And then... <laughs> That's cute. And then he got me, uh, or, like, a card. And I think that was it. The bear, the balloon, and the card, or and then maybe something else. Um, and then, obviously, I didn't have anything for him, so I wrote a note. <laughs> And folded it up all cute. And I gave him the note for Valentine's Day. And then he broke up with me later that day in a voicemail. Wait, what? And Why? asked for all the stuff back. Because <gasps> I didn't get him anything for Valentine's Day. That's why he broke up with you? Yeah. And uh, my... <laughs> and I remember, like, listening. My phone had died. Um, so that's why he left the voicemail. And then, so I was listening to the he voice. He didn't even wait until you answered the no. phone. What a piece of garbage. And I remember turning on, and, like, it was it was raining, and it was cold, and I was, like, listening to this voicemail, and I was, like, mad and sad, and because I, I was, like, that's not a good reason to break up with someone. Yep, so that's, that's why I don't like Valentine's Day. That's a good reason. That, that yeah. is good enough reason. I explicitly tell people I don't want to do anything for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told my thing yesterday, not on, pr- not on purpose. Like we already, like, uh, my boyfriend had already like made plans to do something else on Saturday. 
Um, and then he's like, okay, then how about on Sunday we can go sledding? Because I've been, like, telling him I want to go sledding. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to be Valentine's Day. That sounds like a great Valentine's Day. Yeah. I had a blast. I love that. And then uh, we just did what we would normally do. And then, because um, before that, I was like, uh, for Valentine's Day, can we, like, not make it a thing? And then he, he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like i just that's your gift to him for valentine's day yeah it's not doing anything yeah Yeah. it just makes me irritated i fully hate valentine's day i just like it's like halloween is for me like i don't like the pressure of having plans i know you do i like halloween because it's close to your birthday that you you've redefined halloween for me okay that makes me feel better i hate halloween and new year's and valentine's day too i just don't like the holidays where there's expectations that's fair Um, that's really fair and so I like Halloween because I like wearing a costume. Uh huh. That's fair. You would think I would like it because I I am a a bougie not bougie. Um, what's you the are word a little bougie. For? I, yeah, I feel like I could be bougie. Yeah. That's not the word I was looking for though. I'm I am a um, flamboyant theater kid. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into our next topic, here is a quick word from some of our friends at the Chatter Network. Hi everyone, Satan here to tell you about the new show debuting here on the Chatter Network. The Silver Screams Podcast is a show where three horror movie buffs watch horror movies and then talk about them. Join them as they ingest, analyze, and regurgitate all of the tastiest bits of spooky cinematography. You can catch the show every Friday wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So pull up a seat in the dungeon, and if you hear a spine-tingling growl in your ear, don't worry, Max just fell asleep during the movie again. Just give him a quick nudge to wake him up. Stay spooky, Scream Team. I did kind of want to talk about love. Oh, please. Um, last night, I was laying under my weighted blanket, and I was thinking about all the people I love in my life, and, like, including my cats. Oh. They're people, too. They are. Even though Grandpa drives me nuts, <laughs> and Gatsby drives me nuts when he eats my plants. Um, he just jumped off my lap. Uh... I don't know. And I just, like, got really emotional thinking about, like, how much I love these people. That's beautiful. And how much they mean to me. And they don't have to do anything to mean anything to me. They just exist in my life. Yeah. And I was weeping. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. What a beautiful reason to cry. Yeah. I love that. It felt really good. Good. I think everybody like, should practice gratitude like that. Have a positive cry about how much I love the people in my life. That's and such how a lucky fu- I feel. Crying, weeping about something positive is such a strange experience because <laughs> it's like I'm like I'm happy, but like what's going on to my body? It's such a good feeling. <laughs> it's so important to practice gratitude like that. I don't think that we do that enough. I'm glad that you had that moment. Yeah, uh, I just I think that um, I in general I've thought a lot about love and death lately. <laughs> just in this last year specifically yeah that's fair um but I think the biggest thing that I have had to kind of uh confront is just like what does love actually mean to me Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that you don't realize your interpretation of it changes yeah um and I also thought I started this is so stupid because I probably should have realized this sooner but like everyone how everyone experiences love is so different Mm -hmm. um because how we interpret love is shaped by 
our first experiences of love of yeah. like our parents or our caregivers like that's how we initially interpret what love looks and feels and seems like yes um and it makes a lot of sense why like those kinds of things carry over into adulthood and you're like why some couples yell and fight all the time Mm -hmm. my therapist explained that to me and she's like (laughs) she's like yeah fighting is like a daily thing for some couples and I was like I could fucking never. No, I'm not confrontational enough. I could I could never. Well, I used to think that. Right. Because I would get yelled at a lot as a kid. <laughs> so my interpretation of love is, was uh, fighting. Yeah. And still being loved after that. Huh. Uh, and then I started going to therapy and had like how I interpret love has changed so much. Mm -hmm. And I also just, um, (laughs) Amelia's about to order food. Yeah. But I, I was like about to just do it while you were talking, but now I'm like fully invested in what you're saying. So go on. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh, what's she looking at? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't realize how much, like how different my interpretation of love is now. Yeah. Until it just kind of like blew up in my face. Not in a bad way until I had to recognize it so yeah I don't know that's it's interesting to like as you're it's it's cool finding out like the peripheral stuff that falls into place like when you start like really coming into your own yeah stuff like relationships friendships love like that stuff all I had a conversation about this the other day of like the importance of not following like what everybody says that you need to do when you get out of a relationship. Yeah. Because like I was very much so in love and I rushed into dating and that was, I learned so much about myself doing that. And like, yeah, like I learned a lot about like what I wanted out of a person, but I learned a lot about myself through finding out what parts of love I wanted and didn't want and what I thought was love and what wasn't love. And like, I, I feel like all of this stuff kind of starts to like slot into place, like as you learn about yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about how people's, cause I, I've started thinking about that a lot recently too, that like people do experience love differently. People do feel love differently. Like you can be in love with someone who's in love with you and you could be having completely different experiences with it. Yeah. And I don't think people really ever think about that because it feels like such a, we become one and it's like a unifying thing. And it's like, well, no, like you love languages are a perfect example of that. Like we give and receive love so differently person to person. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's one of those things that just clicks when we figure out who we are. I don't know. Everyone has like a different attachment style. Yeah. Oh, I took the quiz last night. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. At 2.30 in the morning. What attachment style are you? I am 51% um, uh, secure. And then I am, hold on, I actually took a screenshot and sent oh, it to Katie. I need to take this quiz. I'll send it to you. Um, okay, I am, drum roll, um, 8% fearful avoidant, 31% anxious preoccupied, which fucking tracks. Mm-hmm. I looked at the definition, I was like, <laughs> dismissive avoidant is 8%, and then oh, secure is 54%. Most people are mostly secure mm-hmm. and then our outside experiences develop the rest of it. Yep. Like everyone's going to have a little bit of all of it. Yeah. Makes and, sense. Um, 
I want to be like very I feel like I've been very like protective of my relationship and I want to be like really honest about it right now and I know he won't mind um but I think that I don't know like being in this relationship has made me wonder if I was ever actually in love before Hmm. like when I think about my relationship with Schumann and how awful that entire experience was for me oh god the hell was that Gatsby probably oh doing something naughty no he's not in here yeah he's in my room (laughs) um oh here he comes he's like oh no did you guys hear that what was that (laughs) um but just thinking about how bad that relationship made me feel about myself versus now um with my current boyfriend like I didn't want a relationship when we started dating and then I met him and like you can speak for me yep. that yeah it was game over yeah I was like oh god she's I got did, bad I did not want to like him and I was obsessed with him immediately yeah she Liz texted me and she was like I, I'm scared I'm going to like this guy yeah like, I think you already like this guy he, I remember he went to the bathroom on our first date and I texted Amelia I was like this guy's great yep <laughs> Um, by the time I got to the point where I started dating my boyfriend, I had already like worked on myself so much and taken, I also think that being in quarantine, um, and being by myself so much of the time made like when you have that much time to confront the thoughts that you've been avoiding, Mm -hmm. like your internal work on yourself it really speeds up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you compare it to how I'm talking right now to how I was talking on the first episode of this podcast, I think there's, like, a big difference. Yeah, and that was authentic, too. I look yeah. back on that, and I'm like, oh, and it's the- so different, and we were being so genuine. We were just being ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, like, that, like, I-, I was so afraid. I was so afraid to to be in love with him Mm -hmm. and um I think that I even now I think like how I felt was valid because all I had was my past experience to base off yeah base that off of right and like for the first time in my life like I (laughs) I haven't talked about this at all um on the podcast but like we we broke up for a day a few months ago and Amelia came over after cause we were supposed to record and <laughs> that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she came over right after we broke up and like I was devastated, but I also was kind of like prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And I told him that I loved him <laughs> when we broke up because I thought I would never have another chance to tell him how I felt. And, um, he was like, so yeah, the not even twenty four hours later, he was like, "I don't want this. Like, I I want to work on this and mm-hmm. like continue our relationship." And I was on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, when you texted me that he said that, I was like, "I did fuck? not know how to process anything. It was really hard." But um, yeah, and then after that, when we talked about it, I was like, "Obviously," he was like, "I don't know if I will 
like people to feel the same way about you and I was like that's okay like we haven't been dating for very long (laughs) like I didn't want to tell you that I just didn't think I would ever get another chance and then we've talked about it so honestly before like after that too of like I was like I wasn't ready to tell you that and there's a difference between feeling it and like telling someone that you feel that way because you get to keep it to yourself um and when it's just yours, like nothing else can hurt it or mm-hmm. take it away from you. Yeah. And once you tell someone that you love them and they like, if they don't say it back, like you're both in a weird position and yep. it's hard to not take something like that personally. Absolutely. And then that could end it too. Like yeah, telling exactly. somebody that could be the end of it. That's yeah. so fucking scary. So, um, yeah. Uh, when we talked about it in afterwards and he was like, I don't know, like, if I'll feel the same way or like when, and I was like, that's fine. Like (laughs) I'm not trying to rush anything or pressure you. Like I'm just happy sitting on the couch and watching TV with you. And, um, when we did like talk things out and like decide to be together again, um, he was like the second I left your apartment, I regretted everything. (laughs) Like, Because he initiated the breakup. Even after that, I remember telling you and my therapist that he had said that. Like, I don't know if I'll ever feel the same way. And I remember both of you guys asked me how I felt about that. And I was like, I don't think it changes anything for me. I It doesn't change how he makes me feel about him. Which is like, I feel he does make me feel loved. Mm -hmm. Like I feel very safe and protected with him and like I can be myself and um, like he's one of my best friends Mm -hmm. and whether or not he says it doesn't change that feeling. Yeah. And like that moment for me was like the first time I was like, this is what unconditional love actually is and feels like. I don't need anything for to sustain this feeling. And when I had explained it to my therapist that like, it doesn't change anything for me. Like it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me because it doesn't change our relationship and how I feel and how he treats me. And she's like, yeah, all of your needs are being met. So that makes sense. And when I explained that to him, I was like, sorry if like me talking about like the peripherals of love is uncomfortable for you. Cause it is kind of weird to be like, saying you're in love with someone but not mm-hmm. <laughs> and um he was like no if anything it makes me feel more comfortable because I'm taking pressure off of him because he, he knows now he doesn't ever need to say it to me for me to still be happy and comfortable right and then when he slash if he says it then you know that he'll, he means it because he wasn't forced into saying it. Yeah, Amelia knows that he did say it to me. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I wanted you to be the one to say it. <laughs> he, did, he did tell me that he loved me when he was ready. And I had taken melatonin and I thought I was in a dream. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this real? Is this real life? So, um, I don't know. It just, like is very special and I know that everyone is at a different point in their lives and we all kind of go through these phases where like you're with someone and you think you know what love is like and 
there's this um, comedian, Daniel Sloss, and he, I think he's Scottish, and he make, makes this amazing point in his, one of his stand-up specials, which is, like, you have to love yourself first, and we've all heard that, and we all know that, and it's, he says, but if you only love yourself 20%, and you meet someone else who loves you 30%, you're like, oh my god, that's so much, mm-hmm. And that's not even half. Mm-hmm. So when you love yourself 100%, someone else has to come along and like meet that or surpass it. That is such a good fucking point. And it's true. It's like, so true. Like I loved myself completely before I met my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so when I did like meet him and we started dating, like I already had a standard of how I wanted to feel and be treated because that's how I already felt and treated myself. Mm-hmm. And like that did not happen overnight. I had to get my heart completely trampled on mm-hmm. <laughs> to even get there. Yep. And even now, like we haven't even been together. Like I'm talking like we've been together like five years, but we haven't. <laughs> yeah. But um, how long has it been? Uh, seven months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And if I. The last person I dated, I dated them for nine months, and it was nothing, like, nearly as... We didn't know each other nearly as well as my boyfriend and I know each other now. And, uh, like, you think you can have a plan in your head, like, I'm going to date someone for this long, and we need to live together for this long, and, like, know all of this stuff before we get married, and, like, we have to be married for this long before we have kids. Honestly, fuck any plan you've ever had. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) There is no way to plan for anything. No, and every relationship is so fucking different. So different. Yeah. Every time you fall in love, if if you fall in love more than once, it's going to feel different because love changes based on who you you are. Yeah. 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 And that's so cut. I love that visual of like if you love yourself 20, if somebody loves you 30, it feels like so much. Like that's so fucking real. And I've been kind of talking down to myself in a sense of like you're expecting too much but and really it's because I love I finally love myself so much that like not anything less than that won't do for me and and that's good that's how it should be and I'm so happy that you're at that point where like you were able to love yourself before you let this person in who loves you who meets you at that level of you loving yourself Mm -hmm. that's such a beautiful thing and something that people should not settle for anything less than yeah don't settle for anything less but also like how everyone processes those feelings happens in their own time so oh my god yes you know if you guys aren't immediately in love with each other that doesn't mean anything no. like it someone else's the time someone else takes to process those feelings and thoughts has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. so i think that the biggest like thing that I recognized while that was all unfolding is like I never made it I never made how he felt about me like how he processes his emotions has nothing to do with me as a person Mm -hmm. like I know I'm worthy I know that I yeah like I like I love myself yes like, <laughs> yeah I know how I want to feel and be treated that's such a powerful place to be in yeah like how you feel about me does not determine how I feel about myself like that mm-hmm. that's a that's a powerful and move also if you like truly love yourself and if you truly love someone else then um you're not in a rush mm-hmm. like never once was I like oh god it's been 
this long and he hasn't said it yet. (laughs) What does that mean? And I'm also saying that as someone who has absolutely pressured and steamrolled my exes into saying it Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's why I also am kind of like, well, maybe none of them ever really did. Or maybe they only knew how to love me 30% because they only loved themselves 30%. Yeah. Yep. So, and we learned so much from those situations mm-hmm. too. Like I really felt like when I was last in love, that was like my great love. Like I really thought that that was like it. And it was beautiful in a lot of ways. We loved each other so much, but there were a lot of ways that it was super immature. And like knowing that now that I know myself so much better, like the next time that I'm in love is going to be fucking dope. And like, that's so exciting to me. Like the yeah. fact that my person is out there somewhere is fucking exciting to me and I don't think I could have said that until I loved myself you know like there's somebody that is worthy of me (laughs) that's exciting as fuck and being able to say that is cool in itself you know I don't know never lowering your standards mm -mm, I will not I will not and it's cool because every time I have feelings for anybody it sets the bar for what I expect to feel about someone and and music man is a perfect example of that like how I feel about him, it's so fucking dumb because he's, he's really done nothing to earn this. But like I like the feeling that he gives me, that's, that sounded bad to say. He really has not given me any indication that I'm ever going to be it for him. But he is a phenomenal person. He makes me feel very cared about when I'm with him. And we have a great time together. And I, I get butterflies every single time I see him. And now that's where the bar is. Like if I don't feel strongly and I know that these things can develop, but like, that's where I want to reach now. And so every time you like date and interact with people and find out more about yourself and more about what you want, it changes that bar for how, what you're expecting. And so I feel like I kind of have this like barometer kind of, (laughs) that's like starting to go up of understanding like more and more about myself and more and more about how I interact with people. And that's why I think rushing into dating was so important to me because like that, yeah. that's all of like the forming of thoughts that I needed to understand what I wanted out of a person. When you're finally out of a, because both of us have had this experience where we got out of a relationship that was manipulative and toxic and neither of us are saying that we were perfect in these relationships either we definitely definitely have made our share fair of mistakes but uh our share fair our fair share (laughs) oh I didn't even know to say that (laughs) I was like I said something incorrectly (laughs) um yeah we've definitely made our own mistakes and can't overlook that um but the difference is when you learn from them And when you are coming out of, like, a relationship that in your gut you know was really bad for you Mm -hmm. and your partner had some shit they needed to figure out. Yeah. um, And you did, too. Uh, But once once you're out of it, you're like, I don't want to say you feel kind of reckless, but you're like, I want to, like, you you immediately go into like something kind of serious with someone else because you don't know how to not be a girlfriend yeah. in someone else's life. Yeah. And then you uh, try and do everything perfectly because you're like, I don't want, I need to prove to myself I'm not the reason that this relationship ended. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I know how to make something work. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point where you're like, wait, I'm not even actually happy. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. And then you have to cut it off and then it's 
the other person's blind side. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then after that, you have a string of doing whatever the fuck you want, whether that's not dating at all or dating a million people. Yeah. But like everyone kind of does their own thing, but this is what I, and I always make a joke that I say this every episode when we have, when we have merch, there will be merch that says this, but when I say everything's a lesson or a blessing, that's exactly what I mean. It's like making mistakes like that. And I say mistakes loosely, like go rushing into dating somebody and hurting them in the process, um, is it teaches you something like it shows you something. It shows you multiple things. And so I think like every experience like that is worth something and it gets you to where you need to be. And I think people are always, you know, they're really hard on themselves when they do things like rush into something and hurt someone in the process because that fucking, nobody wants to hurt anybody, but like you probably taught that person something too, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, that's kind of beautiful. Like I, I feel like I'm in this mindset right now where like, there's no, there's no mistakes unless you like, physically hurt somebody or like you if you're know, intentionally being, being cruel, manipulative yeah then that's you know you not have cool. something to work on yes but stuff <laughs> don't like, date anybody <laughs> you if you are able to move forward from a air quote mistake and be better the next time then that wasn't for nothing and i yeah. think that that's pretty dope and i always had like i still feel kind of I just didn't know this is what i was going through and what i needed at the time but i do feel a little bad for like the person that I dated for nine months and kind of blindsided when I broke up mm. with him because like I had all of these feelings I was trying to process about a breakup that broke my heart and I was doing everything to avoid having to process it mm-hmm. and um I used this person to like fill that gap Mm -hmm. but also like that person was really amazing Mm -hmm. like to this day I don't have anything negative to say about him he's a great guy and that also is why it was so hard to like break up with him because I I just knew it wasn't right for me and it wasn't right for him either like I was like this just isn't how I want to feel like the rest of my life yeah and um I remember when I was like debating if I should break up with him uh, one of our friends, I'll tell you who after, <laughs> I know who it is. <laughs> one of our friends, um, she was like, well, maybe the right girl for him. I was like, I was like the right girl for him. Like we'll do X, Y, Z. And she's like, well, maybe the right girl for him doesn't have the same standards as you. Maybe she has different needs. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh-huh. Like, People just have different needs, especially in relationships. So, like, maybe what the right girl for him needs is something totally different. Mm-hmm. And when it, when I was breaking up with him, I explained that to him. And I was like, he was like, well, because uh, I was like, I need, like, X, Y, Z and, like, this kind of thing from you. And he was like, well, I'd like to do those things for you, but it seems like you've made up your mind. <sighs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, but also I was like maybe the right girl for you doesn't need to tell you she needs those things Mm -hmm. because she needs something else that Mm -hmm. you already know how to give her. Like I was bawling though. Anyways. Breaking up with someone and them being so great about it fucking sucks. Well, when I broke up with him, I was like, are you in love with me? And he was like, no, no, he was definitely not. Okay. And then, well, because I was like, I want, my point was like, we are not in love with each other. Mm hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it should feel different. Yeah, that's a good point. And I was like, I'm not, I think he was expecting me to be like, well, I'm in love with you. Oh. But I, I was like, see, I'm not in love either. And I know myself very well. And like, I don't feel how I should be feeling. And that's it has wise. nothing to do with you. Like, yeah, I just shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm That's huge. Uber home. There's so much maturity. <laughs> I think I walked I home. my Uber. <laughs> walked home just crying. Oh my god. Fuck. If breaking up with someone fucking blows. It does. It blows. This was this was another thing that got cut out of the last episode, but I recently ended things with grapes and he was so fucking fantastic about it and mature and heard me and repeated back to me what he heard God, it sucks when someone's <gasps> amazing when i was you like end it. he was like well i'm gonna go he didn't hover and then he like kissed my head when he left and hugged me really tight and left and i was like i've made a mistake here today and i'm like no amelia no you have not you thought long and hard about this but it's so hard when they're so great during a breakup yeah. ah you can ah. know someone's great and know they're not right for you 100 and you're not right for them yeah it, it goes both ways Mm-hmm. If you feel like someone's not right for you, you're not right for them either. You yeah. Know? Okay, should we do a sex fact? Yeah, I'm trying to find one. Sex fact of the week. Uh, 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 uh. Ooh, interesting. Okay, I got one. This would warrant more research on our end and the listener's end because it's not a lot of information, but it is an interesting spark of thought. You can do a libido restart. A libido restart? Mm -hmm. If your sex drive is in a state of fluctuation from zero one minute to 100 the next, don't panic. Simple approaches like diet tweaks and exercise could help even things back out. Oh, oh, it linked right to the bottom. It anchored to the bottom of the page. How to level out your libido. Ready? Ooh, yeah. Whether you need a libido adjustment and what to fix depends on whether yours is too low or too high and how much it bothers you and your partner. If you're in a relationship, figure out how your partner feels about your sex drive. Are the two of you completely out of sync or do things match up pretty well? If you and your partner feel a-okay about how much sex you want, chances are your libido is just fine. Just keep calm and get on. Oh my God, who fucking cares? Okay, DIY for libido issues. When there's no smolder in your sex life, a number of things can help light your fire. First, give yourself and your partner a little extra love and time. Pencil sex and intimacy into your schedule right up there with work meetings and dinners out with friends. I like that. Mm-hmm. Block out an hour on your calendar and just fuck in the middle of the day. That, <laughs> that was that's Amelia, not what the article the said. <laughs> that, I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> Fabricated a little bit. Okay, back to the article. Speaking of food, you might find a new... Find a few natural aphrodisiacs right in your kitchen. Oh, okay. Bananas. Anchovies. I didn't know. No. I didn't know about bananas. I didn't know bananas either. Bananas, avocados, and chocolate can help you put put you in the mood. Um, To spice up your sex life, sprinkle a little basil or garlic on your precoital meal. I've never seen the word precoital. Precoital meal. (laughs) You got a carb up. (laughs) It tells you then to try different um, positions. One erogenous zone you could be overlooking is your mouth. Talk to your partner. Tell them what makes you feel good. Oh, my God. They meant talking. What is this fucking article? Greatest. I've been pulling our sex facts from here, so hopefully there's some sort of... Um... <laughs> they, they cite doctors in here, so I think that it's right. Um, exercise. And that's about it. Oh, so okay. So the basically, diet, exercise, and conversation can, I guess, restart your libido. So there you go, kids. Get it on all night long. <laughs> Fuck in the middle of the day. And those things, like 
are obvious, but you have to like do them at the intensity that's necessary for your relationship. Like maybe you're not talking very openly about the things that you want from your partner. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I can't, I think this is going to come out in like the episode right before this one, but I rant about how I've been frustrated with um, my sex drive on Prozac. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was in this last episode that already came out. I can't remember, but I definitely include it somewhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you guys will hear. (laughs) But I've been frustrated with my sex drive on Prozac, and what has helped me has like been planning sex ahead of time. Because then you have the day to, like, get there mentally and, like, it's a little more stimulating when you know it's going to happen. Yeah. Because then you can be a little more present in the moment. Totally. Because I know now that Prozac has kind of, like, put a little rain cloud on my sex drive, Mm -hmm. which is so sad because I was having this sexual awakening. (laughs) That was very exciting. Hopefully it evens out. I hope so. Uh, But... Yeah, planning ahead has been really helpful. Good. I mean, that makes sense because then, too, like the food that you put in your body, because I have, I can think of two instances just in the past six months where I, well, no, it's been like a year. (laughs) I had to correct because of what I'm about to say. I don't eat McDonald's often, but I've had sex twice right after eating McDonald's in the past year, and it's hell. Like, you feel so sluggish and tired and you're not into it. I don't want to do this. Yeah. So, like, you know, being able to plan, like you're saying, and, like, you mm-hmm. know, put good food in know your body. it's going to happen. Right. Like, get kind of mentally prepped. There's nothing wrong with that. I think when people get into relationships and they start feeling like they have to, like, you want to go have sex, it kind of, like, loses the fire. It doesn't have to. No. If you're just like, hey, can we have sex on this day? Yeah. Because I'm supposed to get my period on this day. Yeah. And I want to have a good time. And I want you to have a good time too. Yeah. And so let's want us all to have a good time. Let's all have a good time. Um, so when you get there, like when you plan a a little bit, that can help. But then also like, um, knowing that Prozac has been like affecting my sex drive, um, and being very conscious about what kinds of things are intimate to me that still satisfies this like need for intimacy without being sexual mm-hmm. and when you think about those things like I really enjoyed thinking about those kinds of things like what do I really like that my partner does for me that is like intimate but isn't sexual yeah and wow like even just like playing with your hair or yeah. um putting their hand on your neck or holding your hand in public like mm-hmm. there's other like we all have different physical needs and if you think about like the kinds of things that your partner does for you that make you feel special aside from being sexual like when you think about them consciously like you have a greater appreciation for them yes. and then um i don't know yeah hopefully that also satisfies a need of intimacy the more conscious you are of it absolutely yeah takes away the pressure of their needing to be like penetrative sex for there to be like a connection because yeah it's not always the case I think yeah and the longer you're with someone like that's kind of like just how we understand like being intimate and connected is like through sex Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing or there's anything wrong with that but um when you're conscious of the other ways that you and your partner make each other feel special. Like alleviates then, the pressure. Yeah. Yep. And just being really honest and like 
empathetic with each other yeah. about it. <laughs> okay, we're going to go. Gone. Yep, it's, it's time. time to go. It's time. We're, we're unraveling quickly yeah, here. Yeah, we are. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate us. Throw us that rating. It that helps. R dog. <laughs> That, that itself earned a five-star rating, if I do say so myself. You heard so it myself. here first, folks. <laughs> and then follow us on Spotify. Follow us on SoundCloud. We are everywhere, y'all. We are haunting your dreams. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs> DM us. Oh, please. Uh, Send us emails. We've been getting email great us. emails. Uh, we, and we, trust us. We, we want to reply to them all, and we're trying our best. <laughs> we have day jobs that we dedicate most of our lives to. But... Mm. one day <laughs> one day we'll just answer y'all all day and that'll be a beautiful day oh, god i um, would love that day we love you our children mm. <laughs> well, i could not have gone flatter give me another note <laughs> wait you do it i feel like i'm pretty good at harmonizing okay i can't harmonize i can't shit. i can't get nervous okay i'm okay. so i just have to stay on one note is mm-hmm. what i have to do okay we love you our children Took me a second to find it. It was good. It was beautiful. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. Bye.